0: This is a podcast from the children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Fun Kids Family Walks, Birmingham. Hello and welcome to this Fun Kids Family Walk. Walking's a great way to get out and stay healthy and to find out more about what's around you. Roads can be busy, so please take care on the walk, especially when it's time to cross a road. And remember, you can pause wherever you want if you'd like to look for a bit longer. Then just restart the walk when you're ready. You'll hear an audio clue.
1: Pause audio.
0: When to do so. Birmingham is known as Britain's second city, but in terms of its history, it's second to none. In its time, it's been called the Workshop of the World, with factories here producing almost everything you can think of, from chocolate and coins to gems and guns sending them to every corner of the world. On this walk, we're going to take a look at Birmingham's proud commercial history and also explore how immigration has made the city one of the most ethnically and culturally diverse in the world. And there'll be some pretty cool buildings to check out too along the way. Few places are more famous or busier in Birmingham than the Bullring Shopping Centre. And it's here we start our walk by an iconic iron bull sculpture sometimes known as Brummy the Bull. It was designed by Lawrence Broderick and is a popular place for selfies. Looking around, with its sweeping architecture and modern shops, the bull ring might seem brand new, but its history stretches a long way back. It all started in the 12th century. Hmm... I wonder if someone can tell us more.
2: Hello there, Peter de Birmingham at your service. Hey Peter. I served King Henry II as Lord of the Manor here in Birmingham, and I thought it would be a tremendous idea to have a cattle market in the city, in the grounds of my castle.
0: So that's where the bulls came in?
2: You could say that, although it's more likely from the sport of bull baiting.
0: That doesn't sound very nice. Animal fighting for sport
2: A popular enough sport in many countries Or was in my day
0: Thankfully it's been illegal in the UK for over 150 years But at least it explains the name Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around And restart when you want me to guide you to our next location
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? We're going to head to Admiral Nelson's statue Come on, let's go
3: From the statue of the bull, turn immediately right towards the church. Walk for 100 metres until you reach a statue of Admiral Nelson. Pause the audio, walk until you get to Admiral Nelson's statue, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Admiral Nelson's statue. You can't get much further away from the sea than here in Birmingham, so you might be wondering why there's a statue to such a famous sea captain. Well, it was thanks in part to Nelson that trading began between nations, something that was to make Birmingham prosperous and renowned across the globe. Nelson visited Birmingham in 1802 after his victories at the Battle of the Nile in Copenhagen. And after his death, Birmingham was one of the first places to erect a statue, and to this day, there's a celebration for the victory at the Battle of Trafalgar in Birmingham. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to find our next destination? We're off to St Martin's Church. Come on, let's go.
3: Walk down the steps or follow the ramp to the front of the church. It's around a one minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get there and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to St Martin's Church. Martin was the patron saint of
1: um Tours,
3: Saint Martin of Tours, the patron saint of soldiers, no less.
0: Sorry, looks like it's the man himself. <clears throat> um, could you tell us a little bit more about the church here, set in your name?
3: Ah, a fine story indeed. I was born
2: in Hungary in the year 316.
0: Wow, so that's like Roman
2: times. Indeed. It said I went to join a Christian church against the wishes of my parents who had hopes for me to be a soldier in the Roman army. I had to relinquish my
3: dreams of being a monk and join Alas. I was sent to France with the army, and it was there in a terrible snowstorm that I met a beggar. I cut my cloak in half to help the fellow, and it is from that day I resolved to follow my faith and to become a monk as I had always intended.
0: St. Martin was also known as Martin the Merciful. His name and great deeds are celebrated every year on 11th November. Thanks, St Martin. You can see how different the church is from the very modern bullring which is covered by loads of silver discs. It was designed by a Czech firm of architects with the disc said to be inspired by a designer dress. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to your next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? we're going to Moore Street to find a train. Let's go!
1: Walk along Park
3: Street, around the outside of the Bullring building, and then turn left into Moore Street. Walk up the hill and Moore Street Station is on your right. It's about a five minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to Moore Street Station, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Moore Street Station. It's one of three stations currently in the centre of Birmingham the others being New Street and Snow Hill. It's quite different to those two, however. Firstly, it's in the open and still looks quite similar to how it was when it was opened in 1909. Imagine what life was like in 1909. Factories were springing up, bringing Birmingham's industrial landscape to life and with it the need to transport goods to other parts of the country or to ports to be carried to other countries. Passengers were also increasing in number with people travelling for work and pleasure. The railway had never been so busy. The train operator, Great Western Railway, already had a station at Snow Hill, but its tunnel wasn't big enough, and so Moore Street was built to bridge the gap. Nothing ever stays still on, or indeed around, a railway, as we'll see at our next destination in Curzon Street. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around, and restart when you want me to guide you to your next location.
3: We're going to Curzon Street Station. From the station entrance, turn right and walk along Queensway for around 300 metres. Turn right onto Masshouse Lane and then follow the road as it curves to the left. At the pedestrian crossing, turn right to follow the footpath in front of the Millennium Point. Curzon Street Station can be seen to your right. It's around a 10-minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to Curzon Street Station and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Curzon Street, and the location of Birmingham's newest railway station, the terminus of the new high-speed line to London.
2: Why, hello there. Can I be of assistance? Smart suit. You are... Philip Hardwick is the name. I'm a renowned architect and designed Curzon Street and many other stations across the country.
0: It's very busy around here. Can you tell us what's happening?
2: What you can see on your right is the surviving entrance building to my station, which opened on the 24th of June, 1838. It was the terminus for the London and Birmingham Railway. It's such a magnificent building, isn't it? And they say it's among the world's oldest surviving pieces of monumental railway architecture. Testament to my skill. The design is Roman inspired. I had such a lovely grand tour to Italy in 1818. Look at the lovely pillars. And if you look closely above the main doors, you'll see the arms of the London and Birmingham Railway. In my original design, this building was flanked by two arches leading into the station. One for first-class passengers, the other, well, you know.
0: It's very impressive. I imagine it took years to build the stations and the railway.
2: It took 20,000 men nearly five years to build. They say that to build the entire railway, workers shifted more material than the ancient Egyptians did when they constructed the pyramids. Today, my building is going to be part of the new Terminus High Speed 2. How exciting is that? Thank you so
0: much for telling us all about this amazing location. It's going to take a little longer to build the new line, which is scheduled to open in the early 2030s. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around, and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location. Ready to move on? We're off to Holloway Circus. Let's go!
3: Retrace your route to Moore Street Station via Mass House Lane and Queensway and then cross the road at the pedestrian crossing to continue on the St Martin's Queensway and then Smallbrook Queensway. Continue straight ahead to the roundabout where you can use the underpass to reach the pagoda in the island. Pause the audio, walk until you get to the Arcadian Centre, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Holloway Circus. Now, you won't be able to miss the famous pagoda in the centre of the roundabout, serenely placed in a Chinese garden and guarded by stone dogs. It's a huge contrast to the busy roads and tall buildings here in the city centre. We're not far from Chinatown. Birmingham has been home to Chinese people for many years, especially since the 1960s, when families came from Hong Kong. And Chinatown is a great place to eat and soak up the Chinese culture, especially at Chinese New Year, where celebrations and processions take place in an explosion of sound and colour. Chinese immigration has played a tremendous part in the success of the city, and the pagoda represents someone who was, like the statue itself, right at the centre of this success. Made of marble and stone from the Fujian province in China, the pagoda is not only attractive, but also has a very proud history. In 1959, a young man named Wing Yip arrived by boat, all the way from Hong Kong. He was 19 years old, and with only two pounds in his pocket, he set up restaurants in the south of England, and in time, opened a grocery shop in Birmingham. He imported foods from many Asian countries and his supermarkets supplied thousands of restaurants all across the country. He was awarded an OBE for his services to the oriental food industry and an honorary doctorate and made a gift of this statue to show his thanks to the city for helping him achieve his enormous success. If you want to sample the local Chinese cuisine for yourself, retrace your steps up Smallbrook Queensway and turn right into Hurst Street, the Arcadian Centre, straight ahead. Is the hub of Chinatown and is home to many Chinese restaurants. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? We're going to Singers Hill Synagogue. Let's go!
3: Leave the pagoda through the subway by the mosaic walk. Take the steps or the ramp. At the top are traffic lights. Cross the main road, Holloway Head, here. Turn left crossing Ellis Street, then turn next right into Blucher Street. Continue along Blucher Street for 200 meters until you reach a synagogue on your right. It's around a five minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to the synagogue, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Singer's Hill Synagogue. There's been a Jewish community here in Birmingham since the 14th century. A thriving community grew just south of here, with many Jewish-run tailoring businesses springing up in the tightly packed back-to-back houses. The synagogue here today dates from 1856. It features a Norman wheel window in red and yellow brick, and also neoclassical, Romanesque and Italian at details. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? Let's go!
3: We're going to Gas Street Basin. Outside the synagogue, turn right along Blucher Street and then left onto Commercial Street. After 328 feet, turn right onto Holiday Passage and then take the stairs and walk across the bridge over the canal. It's around a five-minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to Gas Street Basin, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Gas Street Basin. It's often said that Birmingham has more miles of canal than Venice, and it's easy to see why. Canals are an integral part of the city and its history. As we've seen, trading helped make Birmingham a powerhouse of production for the world, but being in the middle of the country it wasn't always easy to transport goods. In time, roads and the railways would help, but before that, ports and rivers would have been one of the main ways to move heavy loads. But there just weren't enough rivers in this part of the country. And, well, Birmingham's just too far from the coast for large ships to be able to be used. In the 18th century, the business people of Birmingham realised that canals could solve the problem. Man made channels of water where narrow boats could move loads, slowly perhaps, but steadily. No one was more enthusiastic about the prospect than one of the most famous factory owners of all, John Cadbury, owner of the world renowned chocolate factory. His factory was originally in Bridge Street, not far from here, although in time it would move to Bourneville in the south of the city. Cocoa from Africa and South America and sugar from the Caribbean, spices from the Far East, wood from Scandinavia, nuts, honey and even ribbons were brought from the docks in Liverpool and Bristol all through the canal system. And the canals were used for this purpose right up to the 1960s. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: (laughs) Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? We're going to the Library of Birmingham. Let's go!
1: Walk alongside the
3: canal to Gas Street, turning right onto Broad Street by a bridge over the canal. Walk along Broad Street until you get to Bridge Street and turn left. In a short while, you will enter Centenary Square, and the library is ahead of you. It's around a ten-minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to the library, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to the Library of Birmingham. It was designed by Francois Houben, a Dutch architect, and is next to the Repertory Theatre at the cultural centre of the city. The library was opened in 2013 in a ceremony led by Malala Yousafzai, a Pakistani schoolgirl who survived a Taliban assassination attempt. In her speech, she said, Let us not forget that even one book, one pen, one teacher can change the world. It's been described as the largest public library in the UK and the largest public cultural space in Europe. The 10-level building is topped by a prominent golden rooftop rotunda, which houses the Shakespeare Memorial Room and one of the most important Shakespeare collections in the world. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? We're going to the Hall of Memory. Let's go!
3: Walk past the front of the library to the domed building ahead of you, which is the Hall of Memory. Pause the audio, walk until you get to the Hall of Memory, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to the Hall of Memory, built in the 1920s. It's a memorial to those Birmingham citizens who died in the Great War. It wasn't possible to repatriate those who died abroad, and so civic memorials such as this were an important way to give people a focus to their remembrance. Inside the building is a dais made of sienna marble and a sarcophagus with two books containing the Rolls of Honour for both the First and Second World Wars. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to move on? We're going to find a sculpture called Industry and Genius. Let's go.
3: Just behind the Hall of Memory and outside Baskerville House... Look for a sculpture called Industry and Genius. Stop beside it. Pause the audio, walk until you get to the sculpture, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: The Industry and Genius sculpture commemorates John Baskerville. He was born in Wolverley in Worcestershire and was another influence on industry, notably for printing. John Baskerville was originally a tombstone engraver he set up a school in Birmingham around 1726, where he taught bookkeeping and writing. He also set up a business manufacturing japanned goods. That means items covered in an enamel in the style found in Japan, and also India and China. This made him very rich, but it wasn't the end of his talents. Baskerville loved to experiment with all things to do with print. Something called typography. Whether it was papermaking different inks or devising typefaces, what we might call fonts today. He experimented to create high-quality and beautiful books. His work was so impressive, he became printer for the Cambridge University Press. If you look, you can see the word Virgil on the top of the pillars. The statue was designed in 1990 by David Patton to commemorate Baskerville's achievements. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around, and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location. (coughs) Ready to move on? We're going to Chamberlain Square. Let's go!
3: Head east along Centenary Way towards Chamberlain Square. It's around a three-minute walk. Pause the audio, walk until you get to Chamberlain Square, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Chamberlain Square. Like many historic places, it's named after someone with strong links to the area. So... Who was Chamberlain and what did he do in Birmingham?
2: Delighted to meet you, young miss. I am Joseph Chamberlain, a businessman, mayor and member of parliament for Birmingham. And this square is named in my honour to thank me for my service. I was president of the Board of Trade from 1800 to 1885, you know. And you'll have seen how important trade was to Birmingham. Absolutely. I was then secretary of state for the colonies, which have shaped the city in a multitude of ways, from the food we eat to the culture around us.
0: Yeah, we've been checking out the influence of immigration here. It sounds like you were right behind it.
2: Of course. I was servant of the city and proud to have had a modest hand in its success.
0: Thank you, Mr Chamberlain. You'll find references to Chamberlain all around Birmingham, including at the university, where the clock tower is known as Old Joe. There's so much to see if you take time to look around. The memorial here contains mosaics by Salviati Birkenco of Venice. They were also behind the mosaic on the council house in Victoria Square. You can also see the back of the town hall and the museum and art gallery. Its clock is known as Big Brum. Can you spot a bridge between the buildings? Another famous statue is of Birmingham's first MP, Thomas Atwood, by Irish sculptor Siobhan Coppinger. Pause the audio walk if you want to have a look around, and restart when you want me to guide you to our next location.
1: Pause audio.
0: Ready to find our last location? We're going to Victoria Square. Let's go!
3: Leave Chamberlain Square between the museum and the town hall, and you will enter Victoria Square. Walk to the fountain in the centre of the square. Pause the audio and walk until you get to Victoria Square, and then restart the audio again when you're ready.
0: Welcome to Victoria Square. As you've probably worked out, it's named after Queen Victoria, one of our most famous monarchs. The statue that stands here is said to mark the very centre of Birmingham and is where you'll find the annual German market, with bustling stalls selling crafts and delicious food and drink. Now, the statue's not the only thing to see here. You won't be able to miss the enormous water feature. Or, rather, it was a water feature, but is now usually full of plants instead, following a series of leaks. Created by Indian sculptor Duvra Mystery and called The River... It was designed to be a fountain, with sphinxes, engravings and a large female form in the centre, which is meant to represent the force of life, but is more commonly known as the floozy in the jacuzzi. That's the end of this walk around Birmingham. I hope you've enjoyed taking a closer look into the city's history. And now it's time for me to go. Thanks for joining me, and hopefully I'll see you again soon. Fun Kids Family Walks. For more information on what to see and do, visit funkidslive.com/slash walks. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB digital radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.
2: I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planets Earth.
1: Available wherever you get your podcasts.